The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. This is Reba Hass from Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Oss is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Yes, happy Saturday to you, sir. Yeah, happy Saturday to you, too. And happy Saturday to our listeners. Thank you for spending your valuable time with us. We do appreciate it. That's right. Turn the radio up. We're going to be talking about all kinds of important information on finance and the real estate markets. Yes. Last week was a big conversation about economics right? and right. how the coronavirus crisis has been impacting not just the health industry and stay at home, but you know what's going on with people's mortgages and what they can do. So this week... We're focusing a little bit more on home. Yeah. Just a little bit more. Absolutely. Kind of what's going on. What are the, some best practices right now if you're buying and or selling? Yep. And then some other general data. Yep. That's right. right. That's right. So, um, you know, one of the things you brought in to talk about, because um, we we both have been trying to support other local small businesses, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, always. As, as things go on. Yeah. Um, I know I've been, you know, while I haven't been eating out as much as I did in the past, mm-hmm. I have been making sure, you know, once or twice a week, getting takeout mm-hmm. from, you know, local restaurants and what have Good. you. Good. Right. You yeah. know, going to coffee shops where it's possible, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But you brought in, and here's one of the things I already knew was going on. So I'm part of some wine clubs. Mm-hmm. So like shout out to Hand of God Winery, shout out mm-hmm. to Paid Cellars out in Woodenville. Yep. Um, you know, love those guys. Guys. I know there's a bunch of other great, great companies that are out there. And what I've been seeing in the wine industry is that there has been a lot of delivery, you know, because the right. grapes are still growing. They, mm-hmm. you know, they still have product that's, you know, being, you know, made into wine. Oh, for sure. And they, and they still want to get it to their customers. And then, and because they also usually have tasting rooms, mm-hmm. right? And so there's opportunities to, to sell more than just what's part of your club. Right. So they're, they're doing all kinds of interesting, like online tastings. Uh, which is very interesting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> what, they they just pan in on a person's face and kind of watch them. Like, you know, are they going to no, kind of get doing... that sour sour lemon look on their face or something? No, they're really doing more like tutorials and teaching and education on the wines okay. a little bit more than you yeah. might typically get. And then also, if you are part of the wine clubs, like they're bringing out the certain kinds of bottles and going through. Oh, that sounds what, kind of fun. It is. And, and it's a way to also help you build in community and a way to share that with other people. Like, if, you know, if you have friends who haven't checked out that particular wine club, right. you know, here's an opportunity, right? So you can do that. Um, but you brought in. And so I loved it. So like Hand of God, they actually came and delivered, you know, my case to my doorstep. I have a delivery waiting for me today i think from yeah. um, sam michelle okay well there you go so but you brought in an article um because not only do we like to sip on a bit of vino here and there but yes but then there's also the brew side of things that's right that's right and, and we what's brewing in the breweries our local breweries yes uh, because you know if you're a very large heavily capitalized uh, brewery maybe you can you can ride things out for this but we have so many small boutique type uh, breweries, microbreweries, and they they don't have the capital, you know, Mm -hmm. to ride this thing out when when their sales are down 75%. Exactly. Well, I mean, four generals that had been, um, 
a company mm-hmm. that we brought on the show. Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they just expanded. They just got a new space in Kent because they were doing so well yeah. that they needed more brew space. Well, now they've gone and extended themselves mm-hmm. to a new space. And it's like, oh, no. Yeah. Now there's this. Yeah. Now, I will say in reading that article uh, in the My Northwest um, mm-hmm. you know, page that you had there, it's saying that a lot of their sales are down like 75% and mm-hmm. a lot of it because if it's only a tap room. Now, I do know that's what they have, but they, they brew for restaurants, but they can mm-hmm. also, I know that they sell like pony kegs and kegs. They also growlers. do growlers. Yes, yeah. they have growlers. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, actually, I've, I have been actually a big fan of um, ciders, which mm-hmm. a lot of the same breweries are doing ciders. And mm-hmm. so like a growler for me of cider would be delicious. Oh, yeah. And I, I keep forgetting that that's probably something I ought to do. Cause oh, I do, yeah. you know, I'll have Good like point. different things around my house and not sounding like I'm just like a drinking it up kind of, kind of gal. But, um, but yeah, I love having that because beer for me, I have moved a bit away from just cause it, it I get so full. When yeah, I, I, I know. I know it, but, I, I but love, there's a lot of people who I love, love beer, those but I don't need beer. And then somebody yeah. told me one one bottle of beer has the carb equivalent of seven slices of bread. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and when are you eating that much so bread? I, I came home the other night. It's like, so did you have uh, how many slices of bread did you have? And I'm thinking, mm, twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. But you know, so but we do want to support those businesses out there. You Absolutely. Know? And you know, I I think I may have mentioned. I can't remember if I did it on this show or if it was one of our Facebook lives, but um, not in Curry, which is a, a company I love down, down in Renton. Renton. Uh, and they also have a Redmond location as oh, well. Okay. Right? Yeah. So they're not just a singular you know, spot. Um, but they'd had, because of all the stuff that's going on, they'd had um, break-ins yeah. in their restaurant. So they could, you know, they could use a little love because people broke in and stole the, all of the, um, like the meat and stuff oh, that was prepared yikes. for, and, and they had two of those break-ins in a 10 day period. Oh. So it's a shame. And so, you know, there, cause there's not as many people down in the downtown areas. There, right. There's not as many eyes to see what's going on. That's, you know, we, and so, yeah, we yeah. want to see these companies who are, you know, taking the time and effort to stay out there and create delicious meals for us. Mm-hmm. Make sure that we're giving them the love that they deserve. Absolutely. Ask them how they're doing, help, help promote what they have yeah. offering, uh, that they're offering right now, um, you know, because they have their full menu. Mm. I mean, a lot of places wow. are doing a limited menu, and mm-hmm. they have their full menu available. That's and awesome. it's, in fact, now that I'm sitting here thinking about them, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting hungry. I know. <laughs> My it's like, stomach's mm. just started growling. <laughs> but um, speaking of growlers, oh. <laughs> you know. But anyway, so you know, That's support good. the locals. Um, we think it's really great. You know what everyone's trying to do, and. And I do love that um, people are continuing to try and stay creative and mm-hmm. get out there and help. And and a lot of these restaurants also are kind of retooling because as there are organizations trying to get meals to, you know, say um, elderly folks mm-hmm. that are yeah. stuck at home. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of people joining in to try and make sure. And I'm seeing like in the different boards I'm part of and the organizations that are out there, people are really coming together. And that's one of the things I do love about what's happening right now from the standpoint of it. Like, I don't love that it had to happen, but I love the generosity mm-hmm. and the coming together that a lot of people are really exhibiting right well, now. The creativity, you know, yeah. the, the ability of a lot of businesses and people to pivot yes. know, that when, when we need it the most. Sometimes, yeah. you know, sometimes it is a crisis that, that brings out, you know, that, that creativity Absolutely. and that, that energy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't think we're ever going to really, 
be the same no. after this. Oh gosh, things are no. going to be different. No, and uh, and so you know what what's that going to look like? Mm-hmm. You know, down the road, and and you know yeah. we'll, we'll learn some things. Oh, you know, most from definitely. This for sure. And I will say, uh, probably the thing I appreciate more than anything is. And, and you see this coming across in a lot of different like social media and other places. But I love that our focus has changed from glamorizing Hollywood starlets and other you know types of things. Like I, I can appreciate people who do entertainment, mm-hmm. but the fact that we're really truly like one of the things I had predicted when this all started was like how many parents were going to become that much more appreciative of the teachers uh-huh. that they have. <laughs> yes. Right. And what they okay. have to deal with on a daily basis. Sure. Yeah, right. Sure. And then, um, you know, same thing with nurses. Nurses right. are regularly not given nearly, even though no. when they do studies all the time of who are the most trusted individuals, it's usually, you know, like nurses, pharmacists, and doctors are often at the very, very top mm-hmm. of those lists, yeah. but they don't get the credit right. that they, they really deserve in their amount of the, work. And there's, these are folks really frontline. Yeah. And it's not just the risk that they're taking and yeah. in, in serving, you know, these, yeah. this population. But but think about also the the stress and the uncertainty mm-hmm. you know, that goes along with that. Hundred percent. I mean, I'm yeah. starting to see things that are coming around that are uh, honoring nurses who have been dying, mm-hmm. you know, in the line yeah. of their duties. Oh, yeah. And it's you know it's it is. No, it's uh, heroic. Humbling. They're heroes. It, yeah, they it's really humbling. Are. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For and sure. the friends of mine who are in that field of work, I just I have so much massive appreciation for them, and mm-hmm. they're they're you know, empathy levels are so strong and they just, you know, they, they're a, they're a backbone of all of Absolutely. this. Right? Well, and I want to do a shout out, uh, you know, I volunteer for the three tree Montessori school yeah. down in Burien and, and, uh, which is a, a great, great, uh, Montessori school. And, uh, the, the teachers there, they call them guides mm-hmm. are, are, have structured these online learning classes. The kids at home are, are mm-hmm. zooming in yeah, and they're doing their, their lessons online and they've been extremely creative and coming up with ways to keep the kids engaged yeah the parents are like thank you thank you thank you yeah well there's also some adorable things happening i was chatting with somebody the other day and they were telling me about how you know he and his son were going to go by their school and try and leave notes for the teachers Mm -hmm. you know like little love notes kind of thing and showing appreciation and they loved it because they drove up to the school and all these teachers had already been in their classrooms ahead of time and they had posted all these posters with messages for the students as, as they might come by. Yeah. And they were all these very, very positive messages. Oh, awesome. And just, yeah. it was really wonderful. <laughs> it was like all very supportive, like, you know, keep reading. We love you. We miss you. Well, you know, like they were just, yeah. it was really adorable seeing uh, all of that. And it was very touching for this parent who really, um, you know, hadn't been even considering so much of that. Like he's, he's really focused on his son, mm-hmm. but now he's recognizing like, these teachers have huge hearts. Yeah. Huge, huge hearts. Absolutely. You know, and they Absolutely. deal with a stressful environment every day yeah. when they're trying to herd, you know, 37 little bodies <laughs> on a daily basis. I can't even imagine what the Zoom calls are like. I could be on a virtual happy hour with my yacht club friends and just keeping them on one track is hard enough. I can't I'm, imagine with a bunch I'm, of little ones. They have to be hilarious. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. I can yeah. only imagine. Well, there was one of the stories that I was seeing that's about a band class. 
that oh. they're all zooming in and like the kids will just randomly start playing. Oh, <laughs> no. I used to be in band. I can't even imagine what it's like for the instructor. We were impossible to control with the instructor in the room. I can't I imagine if we're trying to zoom in on I something know. like that. But, yeah. You know, but good for them. They're doing it because, you know, I was talking to another person and they told me that uh, Sammy Hagar and his band are all doing their stuff virtually from their own homes and and doing live little shows. It's kind of cool the Very creativity cool. that's out there. There you go. That you can do a lot of different <laughs> things in your house and uh, I know we're going to be talking in the segments coming up about you know things you can be thinking about if you're in the market to buy a house right now because it is a good time to completely evaluate the space you're in. That's right. So order up your wine and your growler. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yes. We're going to be talking about how to take advantage of this market in a, little, in, in a couple creative ways here. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Ozis from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock bringing you information on real estate and finance. Yes, often on Sundays as well from 3 to 4 and always on podcast. That's right. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher. Heck, just Spotify. Google us. Spotify. Just Google us. Uh, open yeah. House with Team Reba. Correct. And we'll be there. Yes. Almost five years of content. We're there for you. Searchable out there. <laughs> that, you said a couple of weeks ago on the show, you're like, I'm tired of all the commercials. We're there for you. Oh, but, yeah. But we are. Yeah. We are there for you. Hang in there, everyone. Yes. We're in. here for you. Hang on, little tomato, yeah. if you're a pink martini fan. <laughs> We have all these beverages that we're talking about today. Well, you know, but speaking of which, you know, you have this article also that you brought in about um, that was what CBS, I think you said, who was who did a uh, yeah CBS news poll of if the stay at home restrictions were lifted, would you be comfortable going to? Yeah. Right. And they listed a bar or restaurant. So only 29 percent said yes. Seventy one percent. No. Getting on an airplane. Only 15 percent. Yes. 85% 85% no. Mm-hmm. And a large event, 13% yes, and 87% no, with a margin right. of error of 2.5 yeah. points. What that tells me is mm-hmm. that we're probably not going to be looking at a V-type-shaped recovery. Mm-hmm. In other words, all the way down like a V and yeah. all the way back up like a V. Mm-hmm. Most likely it's going to be a little bit more of a stair-step gradual type right. type recovery as we kind of get back into the flow of things and we do things differently. We talked about pivoting in the last segment mm-hmm. and yeah. And restaurants being one of them, because mm-hmm. if that's the way a lot of people feel about it, I I've heard of, so you know how, when you go to the grocery stores now, there's all of these, you know, clear, um, plexiglass, plexiglass right. right. Yeah. And so there, there are talks about how restaurants may be instituting those to do separations on tables. Sure. I, so interesting. We'll I mean, we've thought about that. What what I'd do you do in a restaurant, or do you just you know mm-hmm. uh, you know seat someone at every other table? Yeah. But then you've cut your capacity in half. Well, because that's what we were talking about, like on the marine side of things. Because all my boating friends, right? Like they've been going out, and a lot of the marinas will only allow like every maybe three slips. Huh. So the volume at the marinas has gone down significantly, and they won't even let you be like. Um, I call it kitty corner, catty corner, however mm-hmm. you want to say it, but you know, somewhat adjacent. Um, 
that hasn't been allowable. So there's a lot of people trying to figure out, like, how can we do this? Which, you know, by the way, when this is airing, uh, Inslee has now started freeing up because you were complaining about it on a couple of our shows ago about uh-huh. no fishing. Uh-huh. And they're opening up Guess fishing. Guess what? I'm still complaining. Oh, gosh. Because they sat around. Okay. Our governor sat around and thought, okay, we're going to open up fishing. But what mm-hmm. does Eric love to do? Crabby. He loves to clam. He loves to shrimp. fish for halibut. He loves to fish for shrimp. Let's just keep those You're ones just... closed. <laughs> I swear. How in the world is digging clams on a beach not social distancing? I'm. Oh my gosh. Uh, because a lot of people don't know how to stay away from each other. Okay, so do you think? Never in my life of of digging clams, and I have an extensive clam digging uh, history. Has anybody ever come over and started digging in my clam hole? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my gosh! It just doesn't happen. No, go away. You know, <laughs> dig your own clam hole. I, I you're not messing with my clams. So and and uh, it's just not going to happen. It is oh not going to happen. So so governor. Let us dig some clams. Yeah, I'm sorry. Out, stay out of Eric's clam hole. <laughs> that just sounds terrible. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry for anyone I just offended, but that sounds hilarious. <laughs> stay out of my clam hole. I, you know, <laughs> certain things, but 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 I am maintaining my social distancing when I'm digging clams. You know, that's 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 oh, a given. Yeah, otherwise you're gonna smack someone with your shovel. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Whack them on the head. That's right. <laughs> it's going to be whack-a-mole. Kind of, it's a whack-a-clam. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, you I can't slay ima- me. I, I can't imagine what I would do I if somebody started digging I in my clam hole. I, I, I would. Can, can we get off this subject, please? <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop. Uh, it's okay. All right. I thought you'd be happy, but you still have a complaint. Well, I thought this show was going to be about positivity. It, it's, it's better. It, it is better. Okay. But, stay on the uh, positive, yeah, yeah, yeah. please. Okay, we're, we're, You're we're... killing me here. You're killing well, me. Okay. We, we, yeah. I was and, trying to and, bring and you good news. I need and to. I need to, to. I need to pivot shoot a hole myself in it. And, and adapt to these uh, changing changing rules. Yes. Right. This is not the world according to Eric at all okay. times. Clam chowder and yeah, I know. fried clams you, you, and baked clams and oh. <sighs> okay, I was already Chapina. hungry. Will you please stop? <laughs> I'm ar- already hungry. Stop. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Nice glass of white wine. <laughs> so stop. <laughs> yes, support your local winery. Clam digger. <laughs> get some. Uh, yeah, and support your local clam digger. Apparently, That's right. you know. So, which actually does remind me, we have a past client who was a listener of this show. Yeah. Who lives on a property down in Olympia that is on a gooey dunk plantation. Ooh. So I would assume they're still maybe no. farming that. They can't well, on a commercial basis? I don't know. I don't know. Because that's would, a commercial I, thing. That's not just like people going out and doing their own. But yeah. I don't know. I'll have to, we'll have to find out. Yeah. I don't know. Because, yeah. I mean, there's still food in the grocery stores. So isn't commercial fishing still out there? I, you know what? I, I it probably is. I, I saw a gooey no, duck boat out the other day, about a week ago. Yeah. I saw one out. It was a tribal boat, assume. so I don't know if if it's open oh. for commercial or not. But yeah, um, well, but, yeah, maybe we can look that up while we're on the show. Yeah. But anyway, okay. So we were saying we were going to get on. into the yeah. I want to know what's going on in the real estate market, though. Yeah. With all of this, you know, because anecdotally, mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of activity. And, oh yeah. And multiple offers on homes. Yes. So. As we've kind of discussed in prior shows, we're still seeing strong activity 
Um, meaning those people who can purchase are definitely trying to take advantage right now of that. There are a lot of people also trying to move closer to their workplaces. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we're seeing some adjustments. Um, we haven't necessarily seen any like price drops on okay. anything. That right? was so, my like, question. Yeah. Really? So when we're looking at, um, what's happening with pricing and everything else, like, um, now we have been tracking this. And again, for our listeners who have been paying attention, we're doing twice a week, Facebook lives Mm -hmm. where I am bringing up numbers and whatnot. Now from two weeks ago, the listing price reduced numbers, they have gone up a little bit. Um, so we've been staying around in the 700s right now. They're at 703 listing price reduced. Now that's over a seven day period. Okay. So it's like on average a hundred a day. Okay. Right. And that's multiple counties, you know, like 32 plus counties in the state of Washington. So overall, not a huge volume. Mm-hmm. Um, however, new listing activity is down. Okay. 1,350. That's how much it's down or how many new well, that's listings? That's the number for the last seven that's, days. Okay. New listings. Yeah. So okay. not quite 200 a day on okay. average. And that's statewide. 1,350. Yes, that okay. is this MLS wide. Yeah. Yeah. So we cover most of the counties, Washington, mm-hmm. not all of them. Yeah. And the listing pendings was 2,647. 2,647. Okay. Can you explain pendings to our listeners? So that is actually a house that had been on market, has now gone under markets, not yet closed. Okay. So it's either going through its inspection and or financing period. Okay. And that number is way back up. Now, prior to the coronavirus really starting to impact all of this, we were seeing over 3,000 a day, typically, Mm -hmm. of pendings. So we're getting close to that mark again, and we were only seeing around 2,000 or 2,500 new listings each day. So we were always kind of outpacing, you know, on the pending activity. So that tells us there's usually more buyers in the market than sellers. Okay. Right? So... We're watching this very closely now. Again, we also had that little period of time where we couldn't show property and a lot of stuff was shut down. Um, Listings sold is 1,255. So that's down. Okay. But that's probably because of that couple of weeks period that we had where we weren't getting any new transactions, right? Because there was about a week to two weeks where the transaction count went down significantly. Yeah. So we're anticipating that that's going to be that way for a couple more weeks and that okay. it will, it should start pacing more. It's never fully paced to the pendings, right? Because as you and I know, inspections and financing can still kill deals. Yep. And so pendings almost always outweigh the number of listings sold on a you know weekly basis. Um, but usually they're about or they have been for many years pacing about what new listing activity is. So right now those are pretty close to each other. So 1255 versus 1350 on the new listings, they're pretty close. Um, But the pending activity is definitely outpacing, but you know, we've got 313 back on market. So we're looking at, you know, 23, 2400 of listing activity for the week where there's some kind of action that's happened on it, but that's still underneath the buyer activity. Okay. So when when a home is is listed, it, it goes pending, mm-hmm. so it's off the market. Yeah, it goes pending inspection right? typically. Yep. Then it comes back on the market at a later date. Mm-hmm. In my mind, 
I'm thinking, what's wrong with this home? That's the vast majority of people yeah. who think that. And it's not always true that it has anything to do with the property itself. Well, especially these days with mm-hmm. folks, maybe maybe the buyer you know, got furloughed, right. you know, lost that's, their job. That's very Something true. Something like that came up yeah. and affected the financing. That has been impacting a lot of people. Um, so, you know, that's going back to the conversation of if you're going to be selling your home, you need to be working with someone who's really good at helping vet who's mm-hmm. going into your home as well as who's writing the offers sure. on your place. Like looking at, are they essential workers? What kind of industry are they yeah, from? And that's the whole thing is like a lot of times, you know, um, just for our listeners perspective, you know, the, the relationship that I have with any particular customer, I have a duty of confidentiality mm-hmm. with them. Sure. Right. And oftentimes when I'm first sitting down with a customer and we're asking a lot of personal questions, it's very similar to attorney-client privilege. I have to keep that information uh, private. So I'm asking a lot of questions like, so what do you do? How long have you been there? Mm -hmm. You know, and and in this environment, a lot of those questions around the, are you deemed an essential worker? What's happening with your particular industry and or your company? What, you know, what's what's been happening? You know, that kind of thing. Because we're really trying to vet out, much to the point of anything you've brought up over the last several weeks, is not only can they, one, get through the process itself, Mm -hmm. because now we do also have a little bit longer closing times. That's another thing that's impacting the close on this, is that the closings are taking a bit longer. Mm -hmm. So what had been like three and four week closings for a little while is now hitting more like five and six week closings. So that's impacting some of those numbers at the moment. They'll catch up once we kind of get back to volume. But um, you know what? I think I'm going to have to give you more of that information when we get back. I want to know. Yeah, because there's a whole lot going on. That's right. So if you would like to know more about what to do in this coronavirus environment, join us back here on Open House with Team Reba after these brief messages. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Did you think I forgot where I was from? I did there for a minute. Oh, no, just I just, I had to take a breath. Yeah. <laughs> I was... I was talking too fast. Yeah, you're a professional singer. You're supposed to like know your your breathe marks and have that all. You know, out. actually, even though I did do professional singing for 15 years, yeah. the um, the ear, nose, and throat specialist that I last worked with actually suggested that I talk to a speech therapist because I don't know very well all my best breathing. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, because I have a tendency, like, I get very excited about what I'm talking about, and then I talk until I'm out of breath. Right, right. And, and like, so, <gasps> yeah, and it's and like, you got to do big, back in, big you know? grab there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, I do have a tendency to do that. Um, yes, yeah, so. I'm learning so much. I've been hooked on the, what's the, that show, The Voice? Oh, yeah. Where they bring mm-hmm. the singers in. Yes. And there's a local singer, Zanne Fiscum, who's in the, the current running for this this year. You do like to bring her up. She's wonderful. Yes. Yeah, she's wonderful. So, uh, we'll Would it see. be the first time you've brought it up? It so. Really? Oh. Yeah. yeah well, I audit our shows. I know what you talk about. I know. About. You do. You do. I do. Well, we'll, we'll see I how it goes. I pay attention. But, but I'm learning about, 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 you, but about I do. breathing and about you know how to pace all that. And that's something that you should be doing when you're trying to buy a house right now. Breathe? Yes. Or pace? Breathe. Um, you need to pace yourself and breathe. Yeah. 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 Well, so what what are some some strategies right now? Because so, yes. listings are fewer. You you mentioned that. Listings are fewer and so you need to be prepared on exactly what you're trying to accomplish because 
we've mentioned this before, there are still some multiple offer situations going on. So it's no different than it was a few years ago. It's just that it's more like 20% of the marketplace is still going super fast mm-hmm. and selling within days, Yeah, right? Like I was just doing a, an analysis for somebody in Columbia City area of Seattle, and there were a few houses in that comp analysis yep. that were on market for about 60 days, and then several of them that sold like hotcakes. Yeah. And there was a big difference between the quality and even the block that each of those homes were sitting on. And so, you know, my original analysis, it was funny because like in today's environment, a lot of my meetings with people have to be virtual. So I'm doing Zoom yeah. calls, right? right? So we're doing a Zoom call. I hadn't yet had a chance to see the properties, but they wanted me to do a comp analysis so we could get an idea because I got people selling two homes to get into one home together, yeah. right? And so the two homes, I got one in SeaTac, I've got one in Columbia City, and then they're going to buy somewhere kind of in the Burien area mm-hmm. together, yeah. right? Good. So I'm looking at the address. I'm looking at the old listing. I'm I'm doing a comp analysis based on how an appraiser would look at it, right? Sure. And when I first came up with the valuation, you should have seen the look on these two people's faces when I was about $100,000 below what they thought it was going to be. Now, here's the interesting thing, because she's kind of on the edge of what most people would consider Columbia City. Okay. Right? Kind of going towards Othello. Right? Okay, on the north side of Columbia so, City. South side. Oh, south side of Columbia That's City. That's the south side. So oh, she's oh, like oh, on Othello. the southwest. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so Othello's okay. to the west, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And so when I did the original company, house, it's a small house. Mm-hmm. It's it's under 1,500 square feet. It's actually under 1,300 square feet. So it's a small house. Okay. And you know she took it from a five to a three bedroom, which is actually good because in that small of a square footage, those bedrooms had to be super really tiny, tiny and make it a very chopped up house, right? Yeah. So I'm looking at it. So I have to work with like kind. Right, so it was a 1942 built house. Okay. Right, so I'm looking at like kind, same number of bedrooms, similar number of baths, you know, one single story, you know, all of that, all the things an appraiser would do. And so they were like, "Uh, why is this so different? She's like, but I'm so close. And I said, well, okay, your opinion of that is subjective. Yeah. So I took a deeper dive into how to do the analysis, right? And one of the things I realized is that because like she's very myopic in how she's looking at it, right? She's like, here's where my house is and I'm going to look at everything that comes on the market. Mm-hmm. And people don't think about how not everything that comes on the market is relative to your house. Well, house down the street sold for, you know, 800,000. Right. So mine's worth 800, but that house right. down the street is brand new and it's a contemporary. Exactly. Or someone completely and, remodeled it yeah, with yeah, all yeah. the latest ingredients. Yeah, you have to compare like and, to like. Yeah. And that's the problem. And so because in the range of square footage. So what I did is I took out the the number of bedrooms is part of the criteria. Mm-hmm. And we looked just strictly at square footage. Okay. And yeah, that range was from 450 to 750. Mm. And so now I've got to figure out somewhere in between. Now, when, when mm. I got to the end of it, what we saw was that um, most of those homes went on the market in the, about the mid fives. A few of them had multiple offers all the way up into the low sixes. Okay. 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 So again, we're seeing strong activity and those were like the primo houses. Mm -hmm. They looked gorgeous. The block they were on also had very similar type homes. So, you know, I got back, you know, I, I, so I had to go meet them and I was going to now get walkthroughs because, you know, when they looked so disappointed at what my numbers were, I said, look, I've never even seen the house in person. There's going to be a lot of stuff I could see when I'm there. Your yeah. listing from 2011 doesn't tell me anything about the condition of the house today. Mm-hmm. 
And, and I'm so glad that we did go ahead and do that because here I had new numbers that morning that I was going to go take and share with them. I'm like, okay, well, maybe we'll be high fives to low sixes. Mm-hmm. And we go and I get there and now she's got renters in her place because she's already moved in with the fiance, okay. right? Yeah. So she's got renters in there. And guess who hasn't mowed the lawn? Oh, no. Someone has been dumping trash at the back of the parcel. There may be homeless activity. The neighbor behind has been throwing crap over their fence. Oh, no. No joke. There was ivy growing up the side that is starting to impact the siding and some of it growing up into the eaves, right, which is not good for the gutters, the roof, no nothing. Of course. And I'm looking also at where her crawl space entry is, and I'm like, there's a bunch of big gaps. I'm like, you know what's in there? Yep. Critters. Like you open that door, there's going to be all kinds of live critters in there. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to need to address what that's probably going to mean. You know, so there was, there was just this litany of things. And then, you know, as I got a chance to, cause I, you know, I'm looking at the pictures from 2011, it's 2020, a lot can happen in nine years. (laughs) And now, now some of the work she'd done on the back of the house that where she converted two bedrooms into a living space, it's great. Mm -hmm. But the front area is really small. It's a very tiny kitchen. It's, it's got some updated cabinetry and countertops, but it's really small. And most people want a sizable kitchen. Right, right. And so we got... Well, of, you, you talk about um, measuring a kitchen by the number of butts yes. that can fit in it. Yes, exactly. And this yeah. is kind of a one-butt kitchen. One-butt kitchen. That's Even small. though it's open, yeah. it's still kind of a one-butt kitchen because it's so small. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's going to impact the pricing. Sure. And then the fact that it's a very small living area, you know, like it, it just kind of depends, right? And the yeah. bedrooms have very small closets. It's, it's all of those things. Yeah. So I told her, I'm like, I'm glad I came because, again, if I hadn't seen this and, again, only gone based on research, yeah. if I yeah. only had done this on research and not with eyeballs on the property, I would have been like, yeah, we could maybe be here. And I said, but now I've seen it and I got to deduct, 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 deduct. Yeah. yeah. Right? So now I'm back down to probably maybe max mid fives and that's only, only if you do these set things. And yeah. so I gave her got a lot of great advice of like, you know, cause she kept saying, well, you know, the tenants are in charge of, you know, taking care of the lawn. And I said, you gotta be realistic right now. Sell the home. Yeah. I said, you gotta be realistic right now. You already have two of them out of work. Yeah. The coronavirus has hit two out of her three renters. Only one of them has a job right now. I'm like, oh, you got to be realistic. They're not going to pay the guy to come and do the lawn. No. And they don't own a lawnmower. Yeah. And you don't even have a garage or anywhere to store it. So, mm. you know, it's like there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah. So we're kind of unpacking. So I, this is more like for the sellers. Get realistic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, get very, very realistic. Do great preparations. Because the other thing that's the the killer for her is – the neighborhood, like her block, is not the prime block. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, people with lots of broken down vehicles. There's houses with obvious deferred maintenance that are around her. Mm-hmm. There's, a, you know, a house that looks just like hers right across. Like somebody built two of them side by side in 1942. <laughs> and, you know, they're not taking care of their yard either. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm like, you got to know that. Everything impact. impacts, yeah, right? Of course. So you have to be doing really good due diligence right now, yeah. right? So the sellers, I can't, I can't tell you enough how important it is to do all of that. And if you're working with tenants, you know, setting all of those um, expectations up front. Like, thankfully, she's waiting until they move out because they do have a deadline on their lease. 
coming up. So there's already conversations she's yeah. planning. And I just said, I would highly recommend because of where your, your lawn is right now, get that person started. Now it's worth the investment of 40 bucks every couple of weeks for that person to come out here mm-hmm. to have it prepped within two months. Cause it takes time to get your lawn to look good for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and I'm like, you've got all this other work to do too. So you've got, you know, exterior yeah. cleanup, roof cleaning, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff she's got to do. Yeah. Um, because if you don't have those things off, I will tell you for a fact, someone who's working with an agent like me who comes to write an offer is going to be like, deduct, 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 deduct. Right, You're course. not going to get those dollars. Right. You're comparing that home to one that's pristine. Yes. And the ones that didn't sell in those fives were the homes that they had not done any prep work on. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the thing is like, if listen to those numbers. They were within a block or two of each other. Yeah. Some of them on the same kind of block. Yeah. And someone missed out on about $100,000 of potential equity. Yeah, because of because deferred they just maintenance didn't, or not. Yeah, they yeah. didn't, yeah, they didn't yeah. clean it up. They Oof. didn't take care of it. Yeah. It's, I mean, you are in charge of your own destiny in those situations. And if you start with enough time, and especially when you've got this, you know, stay-at-home kind of order, now is the time. Yeah, for sure. Now is absolutely, I mean, I walk around my own neighborhood every day with my dog, and I see so many neighbors out doing self-improvement you know all those lawns that have been unkempt or those bedding areas that they've let the weeds go what have you like they're all looking really good right now oh for sure (laughs) i know it's true yeah it's totally true yeah Yeah. but so from a seller perspective we're just really saying make sure it's in pristine condition you're going to get your biggest bang for your buck just doing some of that sweat equity yeah Mm -hmm. i mean you're not even having to do check equity on this right Right. A lot of it is just simple maintenance, just cleaning, stuff that you can do yourself, even if you up, can't hire someone. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Clean is the best. And then we also talked about for the interior, she's got carpeted areas. And I said, you know, you bought it nine years ago. Now's your time to start shopping and pricing. You've mm-hmm. got the time. Yeah. So check it out. And I said, and even if we don't have workers available to do that at least now we know like if we have to make a price adjustment or a credit or whatever right. else now we know at least a realistic price point to work yeah, from makes sense right it's yeah. a really great time to get all your education in on yeah, these types perfect. of things yeah right but i will say we just said there's not enough listings out there so if you're yeah. ready to go right now yeah. let us know <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's do it we need it let's do it yeah. there's people out there <laughs> all right so well, now we- we're going to get back to what the buyer side and the ways to find the deals is going to be. Sounds good. Well, stay tuned. we got more Open House with Team Reba. We will be right back after a short message. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock. This is not the rah-rah kind of show, though. <laughs> I always like to say that because... Yeah, because I wasn't sounding very rah-rah in no. the last segment. Well, <laughs> I was like, I clean your stuff no, up, I, people. I don't, Come on. I don't mean it that way. I mean it like, oh, you know, you know, look at me, look at me. It's it's not like that. You know, we, we really do try to bring yeah. out education and information 100%. that's going to be helpful yeah. and make We're you... We're bringing it 100. A, we want you to be a successful buyer, a successful seller, yeah. and a successful mm-hmm. homeowner. Well, so I'm going to flip what I was just talking about. Mm. Yeah, what about the buying side? Well, okay, but those same numbers that I was just talking about, where those sellers missed out on $100,000 potential value. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I'm not even saying 
go do what those flippers did that a couple of those houses were where they like went in and gutted and did all brand new, you know, stuff inside. Mm -hmm. But just being clean and prepped didn't, you know, like they didn't need to, to get in the fives. You didn't have to do the, you know, more expensive redos. Right. right? No. And so, so if you're the buyer, because, you know, we were just saying, people think that if it's come back on market or if they see it sitting on market, they think, oh, what's wrong, wrong with, it? with it? Right. Now, it, sometimes those pictures are horrific because they are junky inside. But if you can look past that, those, those are where some of my best deals are for people. Because think about that. Someone could have potentially gone and grabbed one of those and been able in short order of just doing general maintenance and mm-hmm. cleanup. Right. Picked it wouldn't cost a hundred grand in equity. Yes. They, Cause they wouldn't have yeah. to spend a hundred grand right. to get there. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So there are opportunities, but the vast majority of the people that I talk to want move in ready. And then I have right. to ask them, what does move in ready mean to you? Because it means different things to different people. Mm-hmm. Right? right. Some people are like, they absolutely don't want to have to lift a finger. Mm-hmm. They just want to be like, literally pack my crap, Put it in the new place. Right. Right? Just move in, you know, fat yeah. and happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And there's other people who, like, when you start asking them, well, what does move in ready mean to you? Then they'll say, well, you know, as long as the structure's good, you know, if there's a couple things, like, we could be living in the house and or we could be there a couple of years and then decide to upgrade it, like, that's fine. And it's like, but which rooms? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people still want to have the kitchen. Sure updated yeah, 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 yeah. but not sense. everybody yeah because like i'm working with a woman right now who she's actually actively pursuing looking at dated houses because she and her husband have enough money that they're planning on just gutting and renovating to their own personal taste they don't want to buy what some stupid flipper did mm-hmm. they're like i'm and can i just flippers can we please get off the gray can we get off gray and white Please. Oh my gosh. Every <laughs> single one of these things. There's a color called agreeable gray that has been the number one color in new construction and flipping for over you 10 about an, years. An interior? That's yes. an interior color. That's an yeah. interior color called agreeable, agreeable gray. gray. And it's not agreeable to you at all. I'm sick to death of it. I want to yeah. fight with it. I'm so <laughs> tired of it. And and I'm not the only one. What's your what's your alternative? What's your color? What's a good go to color then? No, well, right I now? mean, honestly, you have to look at the house. Mm-hmm. You have to look at the house. You have to look at the lighting. Okay, it's a it's a it's a, it depends. Two thousand ten contemporary home. A two thousand ten contemporary home. Yeah, it's normal home. Just a you know. Okay. Standard type, standard type home. Well, 2010, I'm, they started doing a lot more modern, and the agreeable gray looks good in those. I mean, that's what okay, they were made okay. for. You know? I gotcha. So, but, but they're putting. You're saying they're putting this. They're color taking in these the, and putting in them in craftsman houses. houses. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going into a craftsman okay. house and trying to make it look 100% modern inside yeah, yeah, yeah. with gotcha. a, a craftsman exterior. Yeah, no. And it's like, come on. Yeah, you should use you know, uh, some historical colors for right, something like or, that. Or, you yeah. know, if you're going to make everything ultra modern, I, mean, I think what they're missing is like they, they've seen too many of these dumb shows and they think <laughs> that's what everybody wants and right. not everybody wants that. And here's the one that really gets me is like when they're too lame to change the oak trim. So they have this like 
you know, oak trim that's kind of an orangey, you know, tint. <laughs> and then they, they put the gray floors in and the gray paint. And you're yeah. like, why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Like, that's so disjointed. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So it, I can just not tell a big, you. Not a big fan of that trim. No. There's a lot. Of, well, a lot of people are just like, if you're going to do it, do it all right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you yeah. you see the ones who are doing it kind of half-assed, and you see the people who are right. putting the real work in. But it's just it's just annoying. <laughs> um, so sorry, that's me just going off on a massive rant about that. But like I was saying, those other those houses that sold for less than the original. And here's the other thing: those houses sold for less than the last list price, but they were even lower than what their original list price was. So, like, when they were on the market for 60-some days, maybe they started off at, uh, mm-hmm. like, 530, mm-hmm. and then they had to drop to 499, and then they ended up selling at, say, 460. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. we're seeing that happen, but that's because they were left in that condition. Right. Right? Yeah. So, we're just trying to pay attention, like, what's going on with the different properties in the different areas, and, you know, if you see something that's on market for a period of time, go and... Do- have your agent do some research that we love doing that. And I'll have clients say, well, I don't want to bother you. I'm like, that's what my job what is. You do. Yeah. Talk that's about nerding out is. on things. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I totally nerd out on this stuff. Well, and I, and part of my job is like being a private investigator. Yeah. I love figuring all the stuff out. Totally true. You know, I like to do it even uh, on the title side. Yeah. I'll look at a, a home comes on the market. We've got a buyer interested in it. I'll, I'll check the title history on it. Yes. Like if I see, oh, you know, this home's been owned since, you know, the 60s by the same person. Yes. Most likely it's free and clear. Mm-hmm. I can probably look at that. Yeah. Is there going to be some wiggle room on the price? Right. Uh, compared to if I see it was just bought six months ago by a flipper mm-hmm. and I see financing th- through who I know might be a hard yeah. money lender. Oh, they're yeah. They're paying 10, 12% interest on it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're going to have becoming. Yeah. At that from a completely different perspective. Absolutely. But the other thing, too, when you're talking about a home like one that's got this deferred maintenance, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, be sure and check with your lender because is it financeable in its yes. current condition? Yes. That can be a problem. You know, So it has to be uh, in a safe and sound condition, no issues of safety uh, or soundness, so that there's at least a, a few years of life left in the roof, that there's no problems with a leaky roof that the right. electrical's yes. safe that all the f- systems work you know your heat and your plumbing and and electric and all of that so uh we look for broken windows peeling paint uh, you know carpet fine if, if it's protecting the surface we're probably fine right. with that but we got to be careful about just thinking about the the overall condition of it uh, because otherwise when we do an appraisal of the property you may have work orders you may have things that need to be done to bring that home back up to a, a financeable condition. And if it's not in financeable condition, you can still buy it. Just a use a loan? renovation loan. Yes. That's right. Use Sorry, renovation, renovation rehab, a.k.a. rehab. Yep. Yeah. Same thing. And you can actually uh, use a renovation loan to purchase a home. Uh, owner-occupied, you can buy with as little as 3% down. Even if it's a investment property, you can buy with as little as 15% down. And the way the math works on those is we take the sales price of the property plus the costs to renovate it, add all that together, and then our down payment is based on that on that total. Yeah, those and are great loans. They really are. And it's, you know, it's not for everybody. The most important thing, you know, if you're thinking about putting a renovation loan together, Really, the most important thing is a good, solid, strong 
marriage uh, because you really want to be able to live in sawdust and, and everything for the few months it's going to take to get that work done. That is, you know, that is true because I, I will say when we do bring this up to some of our customers, mm-hmm. we do ask, so you guys like each other a lot? <laughs> It's true. We do. We do ask. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> then they always kind of look at us funny. We're like, it can be stressful. Like, do you guys have the same kind of design taste? That's right. I <laughs> had like, an extremely. I don't want to have you arguing yeah, about it. Yeah. Like, ugh. I had one. I was actually living in a pop-up trailer for like five months. <laughs> you know, it was an ex- extensive, you know, type remodel. But, you know, it, it worked out. Everybody, yeah. we, we, we learned to love camping. You know what? I'm um, having a fun time while you're uh, saying some of these things. As I'm looking at some of these list price reduced. And they're really minor reductions going on so we'll be keeping an eye on that well what's going on that's right well hope this information was good for you today is as much fun as it was to us present it (laughs) listen to us every saturday two to three o'clock sundays three to four open house at team reba thanks everyone have a great weekend thank you for listening to open house with team reba to contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.